Hello, welcome back to Talk Nasty to Me. I'm Nikki Nasty and I'm back from the dead. You probably thought that you saw the last of me. I don't upload for, well, yeah, upload. You upload a podcast. I don't upload for two weeks and everyone thinks that I quit the podcast. No, I'm just going through it. (laughs) That's the best way to put it, honestly. Um, I am recording this podcast a little bit late. I will get into everything that has been going on in my life, why I took a hiatus, how I'm trying to get out of a rut, which is the title of today's podcast, How to Get Out of a Rut. And um, I need help with it, to be honest. I need help getting out of a rut because I've been going through it. Um, (laughs) I miss doing this podcast so much. I miss talking to a microphone and not to a camera because I love talking to a camera don't get me wrong but you have to like look perfect at all times for a camera and I love the podcast because I could literally be in I could be naked right now and you have no idea and I'm not going to tell you if I am or if I'm not that's not your business but what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot more freedom when doing a podcast it's a lot longer I don't edit it as much or if any at all and yeah so God, where were we in the last podcast? To be honest, I don't even remember what the last episode was about. Initially, I took the first week off because I was going through a lot. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's start off with what is the most important right now. And that's that I hit 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I feel like this is a crazy fever dream. And I don't I don't know what I did to deserve this. And I'm so eternally grateful. Literally last night, Adam came over and we were making mochi. <laughs> we made mochi ice cream and we wanted it to be matcha flavored and everything. Um, and I did not buy the right rice flour. I bought brown rice flour. Anyway, we had this whole like fun day set up. It was a complete failure to celebrate 200K. I hit 200K, lost two subscribers right after, hit 200K again. Anyway, it's been a dream. Thank you so much if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. Surprisingly, some of you have found me from this podcast, which I was so shocked by, but some people have DM'd me and told me that they found me like solely just because of my podcast, which is crazy. Like, how do you do that? I personally, personally me, me personally being I, I don't think that I would listen to a podcast of someone that I don't know from like YouTube or like as a celebrity or like whatever else people do podcasts about. Because I don't know, I I just like like knowing what that person looks like. I like knowing their entire life story. It's just very hard for me to like find interest in someone if I don't, I don't know, follow them on all social media. Anyway, this is pointless. What I'm trying to say is, is thank you. I'm so grateful and it means the absolute world to me. And I don't know how I can ever say thank you to every single person individually because I would love to (laughs) like send you all little thank you cards. But thank you so much. It's wild that it took me a year and a half to hit 100,000 subscribers and then a much shorter amount of time to hit 200,000. Numbers are so weird to me. I can't visualize 200,000. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. But what was I talking about previously? Damn, what has been going on in my life? (laughs) I took the first week off. I think that was because I was going through a lot and I didn't feel motivated at all to sit down and record something. It didn't feel right. Um, And then the second week I took off because my mom just had surgery because I never talked about it on the podcast or on my YouTube channel or anywhere else. I just announced it like on 
Instagram, but my mom does have cancer and well, hopefully crossing our fingers, no more cancer. We're really, really hoping, but uh, she was diagnosed with endometrial cancer and breast cancer all in May and it was a crazy ass time. Uh, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because it just, it's not like the best topic to talk about. It doesn't make me happy. Um, and also I'm trying to keep it, you know, private. I kept it private for a few months and I want to continue to keep it private because first of all, it's not my situation. I'm not my mom. And also, um, I don't know, sometimes it's best when a lot of people are not knowing because I'll get into it, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's crazy because I found out that she had her first uh, cancer diagnosis. Um, it, there, I uploaded a video on my channel called um, "I Ate a I Ate an Orange in the Shower" or whatever. And in the midst of me editing and uploading it, like that morning, I found out. Um, so when you watch that video you can kind of tell significantly towards like the ending or the middle portion of the video that the editing, I I just stopped giving a fuck. I was like, I don't care about anything else in the world. And it it just like was shit, but it's just like really weird to look back on because a lot of people really like that video. And that video makes me really sad because yeah. So, um, it's been a very wild few months and we, I've never had someone in my family or someone very close to me who has had cancer. Um, so it's been like very hard to navigate and figure things out and then also maintain like a personality on the internet and keeping people entertained and keeping things going and doing schoolwork. And it's just been very, very hard on me. And I felt a lot of guilt a lot of times because I didn't talk about it with like my audience or anything because it is private. But a lot of people would make assumptions about what's going on. So many people were like, oh, she must have broken up with her boyfriend. That's why she didn't upload this week. Or, oh, um, I don't know, just assuming a lot of things. And then I remember specifically one day I posted something. I think my Depop got like hacked. And I was really upset about it because somebody took pictures of stuff that they wanted to sell. It was like AirPods and something else that they were selling. And they put it on my Depop and they put a piece of paper next to it with my at like they put at Nicole Raffi in their handwriting next to it and it just made me so upset that someone could do something like that to try and scam others using me like it just was so annoying and so awful and I just was very I felt violated even though it wasn't like that big of a deal but I don't know they they could have my address because my address information is in there it just was a lot and I was just very stressed out about it um I remember like posting it on my Instagram being like, please don't buy from my Depop right now. Like it's hacked. Like I'm trying to get it figured out with Depop. And that someone messaged me and was like, oh my God, you, you must have it. So I I think what I said, I said, I'm going through a lot right now. I don't, I don't need this right now. And someone messaged me and was like, oh my God, you're going through a lot right now. Yeah. You're so privileged. Like you're not going through anything. I was so upset because it was like a a few days after I found out that my mom had cancer and it just like people can be so brutal obviously when they don't know anything and then not treat others like human beings but it's just been a very very hard few months for me and I, I think everything is coming out on the other side it was all so fast I can't believe it's all like I'm crossing my fingers over but it's just been too much and so 
Um, that's been like the main thing that's been going on in my life. And I've just been very vague about it. I've been saying that I've been going through family stuff and having to help take care of a family member and all of that is true, but it's just been my mom. But for all of you asking how she's doing, she's doing great. She's literally better and better every single day. And she's awesome. She's so strong. And I'm like in total shock with how great she's doing. So I've just been very, very busy taking her to all of her doctor's appointments and helping take care of her and everything else. But crossing her fingers, putting good vibes out into the world that everything is going to be okay. I know it will be. So she's badass. And yeah, we're very, also very lucky that we caught it very early on. Both cancers were found very early on. Um, so here's my little <laughs> words of wisdom for a second. Um, please go to the doctor all of you. I I know some of you may not have health insurance because America sucks, but please begging you go to your respective doctors that you need to go to. If you have a reproductive female reproductive system, please go to the gynecologist, get your checkups, get your breast exams, do a self breast exam. Um, go to the gyno. These are all such crucial and important things. And I just always think to myself, if my mom was not regularly going to the doctor, we would have never known and this situation could have been a million times worse. So um, I personally am spending the next few weeks until I move back to school going to all of my doctor's appointments. So that includes literally everyone. I think I'm going to the dermatologist to get a whole body like exam of all my birthmarks like and freckles, like just like look at them. So it's just important that we all go to the doctor, take care of ourselves truly because, you know, you think you have your health one minute and then you don't <laughs> the next. So it's just very crucial. Um, but that's enough of that. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I appreciate everyone sending really kind words. Um, there were some DMs that I got that were not so much appreciated after my mom's surgery. Somebody asked me to record her in the, in her recovery room after surgery. Uh, no what the fuck but anyway i i get pretty sensitive to those kinds of things um but i appreciate everyone's kind words literally so many people helped me if you messaged me and told me like hey my mom went through breast cancer and she beat it and she's awesome now i appreciate every single person who has messaged me something like that because you have no idea how much that calmed my nerves during her like five six hour surgery and i just was sitting there waiting so you have no idea how much things like that have helped me. So thank you. <laughs> Another thing that I've been doing is I took two online classes because I'm a dumbass. I took two online classes this summer because I am graduating early. I'm graduating a semester early because with everything going on with Miss Roney, why would I want to pay for another semester of school? So all I had to do was take an ethics class this summer through my community college and a color theory class also through my community college because don't, my advice for college students, if you want to graduate early or get ahead or whatever you want to do, um, if you can, if your credits will, tra will transfer, please talk to your advisors first. I don't want to be held responsible for someone spending hundreds of dollars un unnecessarily, but um, do it through your community college. Don't pay through your actual university because it's so fucking expensive. So don't do that. But I took these two online classes and I hate them. Like, okay, the professors are awesome. They've been so caring and understanding with my mom's situation and have been so supportive and given me time and like room. It's been so great, but 
I hate buying supplies. If you watch my one of my last videos, which was um, if you're the main character, this playlist is for you. That video in it, I go to an art store trying to buy art supplies literally 20 minutes before the store is closing because I'm stupid and I accidentally, I, I didn't get the supplies when I should have. I ended up getting them the day of. I went to another art supply store and they said they don't have the thing that they were supposed to have, even though online it says that it was in store. Anyway, I had to go drive to my community college's bookstore, which is kind of far away, and buy all the supplies full price. It was so expensive, and I hate it because I know I probably will not be using a lot of these supplies, but now I'm going to force myself to. Now I'm going to make art, I guess, this year because now I have all these art supplies. Anyway, my point is, is that online classes have been so hard for me, especially when going through all of this. And then on top of that, doing two videos a week, doing the podcast, taking two online classes and taking care of my mom. It's been a lot. And I spread myself way too thin and I'm never doing this again. <laughs> like the unnecessary stuff. Like I don't know what I would have done instead of the online classes. Like I'm so happy because they'll be over in about three weeks. They'll be done. But God, I should never have done that. Um, right now but but there was no way of knowing what was going to happen and then also um two videos i love making two videos for my channel that's like a very high importance for me because for me i think if i stopped making videos throughout this entire process god i would have been a lot more sad that than what it is now like now i'm doing well like i'm mentally doing better and well and okay but if i didn't have like my passion to do jesus christ things would have been so rocky I'm so grateful for my YouTube channel right now, especially, and all of you guys, of course, but um, I spread myself way too thin, and it caused me to have stress in so many other places, and thus, I was put into a rut. I have been in this endless cycle for a little while now, and I hate that most of my podcast, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of my podcasts, I feel like they're like sad or in a negative mood, and I don't mean them to be. Maybe you guys don't perceive them like that because a lot of you will message me and say that I'm very positive, but I've just been going through a hard time and there's just no faking it. Like I can't sit here and act like everything has been so perfect and that I'm not in a rut. And I'm not going through a hard time. And I and I feel annoying because I feel like I'm always going through a hard time. Like I made a video about how my fall semester was terrible and how, how I was in the biggest rut of my, like one of the biggest ruts of my life. And now it's like, oh, less than a year later and you're already back there, honey. Like Jesus, relax. But you know what? You can't you can't control everything. And, and I remember a lot of people were saying like, oh, 2020 is the worst year ever. And then someone was like, no, it's not personal. Like what's going on in the world? This is not personal for me. And I, I agree with that to an extent because a lot of it is personal to me. A lot of it has been affecting me directly and stuff. But at the same time, I need to understand that these circumstances, I'm very grateful for them. Um, the situation with my mom, my family and I are now closer than ever before, ever. Um, I'm, I don't want to say I'm grateful for COVID because people are ill and passing away. And that's not something to be grateful for. However, I'm grateful for all the reform that's going on in the world. I'm hoping for more reform, but I'm just, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's okay to be in a rut right now, especially with everything going on in the world. And you shouldn't have to feel like 
God, I'm so annoying because I'm so negative. Like shit happens and we don't have that much control over it. Um, And so I've just realized that I've been so incredibly stressed and panicked and paranoid for so long. And I'm trying my best to like cover that up and it's not really working anymore. And I hate feeling like I'm actually in a rut because a lot of you people ask what a rut even is. I think what I would define a rut to be in, I'm not even going to Google the actual definition, but a rut is when you're like stuck in a hole and you're just like observing all the things that are happening from outside of the hole. And there's not much that you can do to change them because you're stuck in this hole. Like you can ask for help and somebody might be able to pull you out. But um, ultimately, you kind of got to pull yourself out of it because like, what if no one notices that you're in this hole? Jesus, that was such a good metaphor. Whatever. It was really good. I'm proud of myself for that one. (laughs) But um, I don't know, just a lot of upcoming things. Like, for example, um, a lot of you I know can relate to this situation. The apartment at school situation. I kind of talked about this in my videos, but um, I have an apartment with two of my best friends at college. This is the best living situation I have, I will ever be in. Well, not ever, but like so far, I love this living situation. Maybe more than when I lived alone because now my apartment's actually nice. My old apartment when I lived alone, when I was an RA, that building almost caught on fire like three times in one year. Um, everything was broken. We had so many rats. <laughs> uh, like every single time you turn on the stove, it was like a little kitchenette. It would smell like burning chemicals in your room. A lot of, a lot of problems with that building. So many. Also, there was a room that the, the door that connected to the apartment right next to me. So they could pretty much hear every single time I was peeing because my bathroom was right next to it. Anyway, My point of this all is is that I love living alone. The building was not the best. However, I do appreciate that apartment because that's where I started my YouTube channel and everything else. But now I'm starting at a new area. Oh my God, is it going to be two years since I started doing YouTube? (gasps) What? Okay, let's not talk about it. But my new apartment, I'm living with two of my best friends. The apartment is cute. It's beautiful. It's like everything I could have imagined and more. And... I love my two best friends dearly. They're like from different eras of my life. The one is my best friend since the eighth grade, Kaylee. You've probably seen her in some of my videos. I got her Celine Dion tickets because she's obsessed with Celine Dion and I love her dearly. And then my other friend, Mo Moraine. You probably know her because I vlogged a lot with her when I lived at the old apartment, not the one in the spring, but the one in the fall with my crazy living situation. Maybe I'll get into it one day, but uh, her and I have been through so much in such a short amount of time. And we got like, we became like pretty good friends our sophomore year, but it wasn't until our junior year when we were about to live together, when we would like go to the beach together and we would text all the time and we're like, holy shit, we're such good friends to each other. And then living together was a dream kind of circumstances. Anyway, our roommate was crazy. Anyway, so her, it's like combining my two worlds together because Kaylee and Mo didn't really get to hang out or know each other because they were just in different places in life. Kaylee was in Rome for a semester while Maureen and I were getting close. So now it's like when worlds collide, you can run, but you can't hide. That's literally my life situation, my living situation for this coming year. And I'm really excited about it because 
I know we're all going to get along so great. Fast forward to us in December and me being like, I had to move out, (laughs) moving out video. No, God, no. We just get along so incredibly well and the communication is just there and we love each other dearly. So I'm very, very excited about this next step until, of course, everything going on with Miss Roni and college and everything else. And I was so stuck because we didn't know if our classes were going to be online yet because Temple has been terrible at communicating that to us because uh, institutions and universities, all they care about is your money and they just want to keep as many people on campus as possible so that they don't lose out on all their dorms and all the money that people are bringing in for them. Thus, I have all my classes are online except one. Both my roommates, all their classes are online. I'm the only person that has a class in person. And I just was debating with myself for a really long time. Like, should I switch this to an online class? Should I stay home? Should I stay in my hometown? Should I try and sublet the apartment? There was no way that I could get out of the lease. um, Except if I found a sublet, who the hell is going to sublet right now during a pandemic in Philadelphia? No one. The answer is no one. So I felt like I was like slowly losing it because I was like so excited for this one thing. I feel it could be really, really good for my mental health by getting out of my hometown because I love my home and obviously like I want to be there for my family, but with God, I mean, my mom is going to be good by the time I go to school. I'll tell you that, but it's just been a lot for me to decide and a lot of guilt if I should go to school, if I should stay home, what is the right answer? Am I going to be wasting money? Like all these questions that I had to debate with myself for kind of months. And I've made the decision I am going to be moving in with my friends, but that probably means I won't be home for quite a while because I really don't want to infect any of my family. Um, I'm still going to be having family here, like helping with my mom and like, just like other stuff. Um, and so I probably won't be coming home for a while, which sucks. Luckily, Temple will have testing centers where you can get tested like pretty much any time, which I'm looking forward to. I can't wait to get tested so often, <laughs> but I'm not going to be going out and doing my regular Temple Philly thing for my last semester. And I felt kind of a lot of guilt, like, oh my gosh, I have just stayed the full semester to experience a real senior year. It, just a lot of what ifs and what should I do? But I think ultimately this will be the best decision for me to do my online classes and my one in-person class, keep doing YouTube. I'm not entirely sure about the whole two videos a week thing. I really have to test the waters once I get there, but I'm sure you guys will understand because you guys have been so sweet about it before. I'm very hard on myself, although you might not care about these kinds of things. I do. And have a good time with my friends isolated in our apartment together, the three of us. We're all going to get tested before we go back to the apartment as well. I already got tested once um, to make sure that I was okay and like healthy for my mom. And uh, it was so easy. They told us that I probably wouldn't get my test results for like 10 days. I got it the next day, which was crazy. So if you live by a Rite Aid, it's only select Rite Aid, so you have to check online. But if you feel like you want to get a test for COVID, just go on to Rite Aid's website and schedule an appointment to your closest Rite Aid. I had to drive like 25 minutes, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And it was very easy. They did it through the drive-thru. They gave me the Q-tip and the little the little swab and the container and everything, and I did it myself in my car. So it was very easy. But my point is, is that with all of this, I just needed to slow down. And I think I needed to slow down and realize my priorities and 
take a look back and be like, I cannot be productive no matter how many things I put on my plate, no matter how many priorities I have, I cannot be a good productive person in my life. If I just keep piling all these stressors on myself and never give myself a break. And that's what I'm working on. And also on top of that, working to get myself out of the rut. Like how do I take a break and then pull myself out of this rut? So this, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story now. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be giving a lot of details because I don't want to out this man, but, and it's also kind of a crazy and very sad story, but essentially I knew this guy growing up and we just like played together. Okay. Not a guy. He was a boy. He's my age. There was this boy growing up. I used to play with him. He was like a mutual friend. We used to like go to the pool and we used to go to the playground, whatever. And growing up then, I found out through his, like, social media that he is a Trump supporter. And I was like, oh, God. Like, I'm not surprised because he was, like, a finance dude bro (laughs) at a very big prestigious university. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to unfollow on that one. So I unfollowed him. And I didn't really know what went on with his life after that. And it just kind of went on MIA. And then one day I remember going through Facebook and seeing that he was just posting stuff, very insensitive things relating to George Floyd, relating to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I'm going to try not to give as many details as possible, but essentially he was in support of those things, but he did it in the worst way possible. He was acting like a white savior. He was essentially bragging about all these things that he would do. He was giving out thousands of his dollars away to people that he was like meeting on like WhatsApp and like crazy, crazy stuff that he just very unlike him. And he was like crying on live stream, like in the street and was like apologizing for all the offensive things that he's done in his past. And you know, I think it's one thing to change as a person. And it's another thing when you have this white savior complex of, oh my God, look at me. I'm such a good person. I'm going to lead you into the right way and using all of these huge words and acting like you are some messiah. Like it was actually really scary to watch and to look at. I had to like text some of my friends who live in his neighborhood. And I was like, just like be on the lookout. He's posting live streams in the neighborhood and He kind of seems like self-destructive, potentially violent kind of guy. I'm worried about him because this just doesn't seem like him. And it doesn't seem like he's going about this the right way. I I fear that something's going on with him. And so um, time went by. It just kept getting worse and worse and scarier and scarier. And I just like had to stop looking at it. Although it did stop for a few weeks. And I was curious. I did a look on his page. But... He came back and he was healthy. Like he, he did like a an IGTV or whatever. He was healthy. He was very, uh, what's the opposite of manic? Not like, he was just calm. He was just being a very calm human being. And he was talking very normally. And he basically explained that he had a psychotic break. He was actually going through psychosis. And how, and this is all like, out there. I'm not, I'm not obviously not saying his name, but, um, it's not like this stuff is a secret. He put this publicly to like share his story. He did change. Like he did change as a person, his political views changed and he genuinely thought he wanted, 
you know, to help all these people out and everything. However, he did it in this very wrong way, but he admitted that he was not eating, he was not sleeping, he was not taking care of himself, which eventually drove him to psychosis and him having to go to the hospital and be um, impatient for a lot of days. And uh, a lot, it, just his life did a full 180, um, all because he was not properly taking care of himself and he never got the mental help that he felt that he needed. And I don't agree with what he did, how he did them or anything. I'm very happy that he's healthy now. I don't plan on reaching out to him because I don't know him. I have not talked to him since we were kids. Um, I am genuinely very happy that he's doing better. But in a weird way, I kind of like learned a lesson from this dude. And that, not that I felt like I was anywhere close to going into psychosis, but he asked himself, like, you know, I... I wasn't eating. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't sleeping whatsoever. And I had to like check myself. I had to do a vibe check on myself and say, am I taking care of myself? Am I eating well? Am I sleeping well? Am I taking care of Nicole? Or am I going to go through a really hard time mentally in the future because I'm going to have a break because I cannot handle all that I'm putting on my plate right now? And that is when I did a full-on vibe check on myself and decided I'm doing too much. It's not normal to sit at my desk from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. trying to edit two videos in one day, answer emails, talk to people, still maintain a relationship, help my mom out. Um, Not focusing on what I really needed to do at hand, but instead trying to do all things with 100%. And at that moment, I realized like, okay, I need to slow down. And I did not think that I would be actually taking advice from this guy who scared me so bad and that I was actually like fearful of and did some very awful things um, or said some awful things as well. But um, I learned something from him. And that's just that you can't spread yourself too thin. A very reoccurring moment in this reoccurring theme in this all. Um, so recently I, and by recently, I mean two days ago, I was looking back at my old videos. Uh, I do that sometimes. I watch my old videos sometimes. Um, not because I'm like entertained by myself, but more so that I like seeing little time capsules of my life from whatever that time was. So I was watching videos of when I lived at my old apartment with Moraine her crazy roommate. And I was looking back at old videos of my playlist videos um, and just all these different time periods. And I looked back at every single time period so fondly, so fondly. I remember looking at these and being like, wow, I really like this girl. Even though she was me like six months ago, I was like, wow, I really like her. She's really cool. I, I like who she is as a person and looking back at a video from me and myself like a year and a half ago and being like she's really cool she's a really fun girl this video was a cool concept idea I like her and then it kind of hit me that I hated myself during those times and I was stressing myself out so badly at those times and those times were not like good times for me when I lived in my apartment those were when I say the apartment we that apartment needs a name 
like a real ass name for it. Let's call it, um, let's call it bird apartment. Let's call it bird apartment. Okay. Let's call it the bird. No, 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 no. Let's call it the moth apartment because the first day living there, there was a moth stuck. And then a few days later we were watching Perks being a wallflower and then a moth came to the window and it sat there while we were watching Perks being a wallflower. Anyway, regardless, that's the moth apartment. When I was living at the moth apartment, um, I hated my life. My life was terrible. A lot of things were going wrong. Um, I was like almost losing my job and, uh, my living situation was very terrible. And at the same time, my YouTube was picking up. It was just such a confusing time for me. And I was so depressed, like one of the most depressed points in my entire life. And strangely, I look back at it now and I miss it. I romanticize these moments of my life before and I miss the moments even when I was so in such an awful place in my life. And I also realized that I, I like myself as a person back then. But at the time, I hated myself as a person. I could not stand myself as a human being. Editing videos was so terrible for me because I could not stand the sound of my own voice or how I looked. Now I don't care. Now I love her. But um, I, I realized I hate myself, but now I like her. And then I kind of realize myself right now that I kind of hate myself right now. And that in a few months from now, I will look back at July Nicole and be like, I like her. And it was at that moment that I realized that I'm in an endless cycle with being unhappy with myself, being unhappy with my life. And if I don't change things now, it's going to be like this forever. This is going to be an endless cycle of not liking myself currently, liking my past self, romanticizing my past life rather than romanticizing my life now, liking myself now so that I can like myself in the present and in the future. And I think that was a big step to get out of my rut because I realized it's all just, a lot of it is just mental. A lot of it is not even the physical things that are happening in my life. Um, well, that is a lot of it is the physical things that are happening in my life, but like, it's good. You know, I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table. My family's health is coming back. Um, I have family close to me right now. I have very good friends in my life and I have so much to be grateful for right now. I have the best subscribers ever. I should be so grateful for all these things in my life. And rather I spend all this time criticizing myself and the way that I look and the way that I act and the, the things that I do and not being proud of my work ethic and how it's destructive to myself rather than just fixing all these minuscule things and uh, romanticizing and being happy in my life now and currently and in the future as well. So um, I realized that I need to work on some other things in my life, like break down some other barriers. Like I felt like that was a barrier that I broke down within myself. Hopefully some of you are relating to some of these things of how to break down essentially these awful feelings. Um, I realized that I need to stop not addressing what is actually going on in my life. And uh, I need to stop covering it up with other stupid things. For example, every single time I'm going through one of these ruts, I will go through my closet at least like once a week and get rid of more things. And not in a Marie Kondo type of way, but I think it's me trying to own less belongings to feel like I have more of my life in control. I feel like the personally for me, the more things that I own, uh, the more unnecessary things that I have in my possession, the more out of control I feel. And I realized I was just starting to get rid of stuff. And I was like, all right, Nicole, you can't keep running away from your problems every single weekend by going through your entire closet and trying to get rid of it all 
to feel more in control. You're never going to feel more in control like that. Um, another thing is like obsessing over things like artists or like select YouTubers or music. Um, I can't sit here and obsess over someone else's life and romanticize someone else's life if I can't even do that to my own. And once I started breaking down these kind of walls, I started to feel better and more whole and more like myself. I feel like I have a lot longer of a way to go. This isn't just trying to get out of a rut. This is just a me thing, but I feel like I have a very much longer way to go um, in terms of trying to break down all these bad habits and bad thoughts and negative thoughts that are causing me to just continuously be in this endless cycle. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Honestly, this feels like I'm writing in a diary or like in a journal <laughs> and I'm just talking to all my friends. I realize that this is a lot about me and I haven't gotten to the root part of it yet, which is how I'm going to get out of this rut and how you are too. I realize that if you're still around, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but essentially, I think I found a good set, a good list of things that will help me get out of this rut. And I think that might help you as well. So some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. So number one, you've heard it before, setting a routine. I think one of the hardest things for me was when I didn't have a routine in my life and I would work seven days out of the week and I would do things at whatever time I wanted. I wouldn't get out of bed right away. I wouldn't be eating at normal times. I wouldn't be getting dressed properly. And that really held me back because it made every single day feel like it was dreading and awful and how am I supposed to romanticize my life when I am just not even satisfied with it I'm kind of like grossed out by it because I'm not living to my fullest potential so I think setting a routine is going to help me out so much especially in the new apartment because uh, I mean I won't have more freedom because I can't really go everywhere that I want obviously because of the pandemic but I'll at least be with friends and God, it's so much easier for me to be in this routine with people who are my same age, who are all college students and kind of going through a similar thing. I think that's going to help me out so much, but I also would like to establish a set routine before I even go to school. Another thing is writing what I'm grateful for. I used to do this. My therapist at the time told me to write down like a list of things that I'm grateful for that day to just try and ground myself and be like, oh shit yeah, life is good. Like I have all of these things to be happy about and even look forward to tomorrow. Another thing, I saw this on Twitter. <sighs> Twitter told me, um, I love Twitter. Follow me on Twitter if you don't already, at Nicole Raffi. But <laughs> someone on Twitter posted that their therapist suggested that every single time you have an anxious thought um, or an anxious moment that passes by, um, ask yourself, who told you that? So I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm going to be like, oh my God, today's going to be so shitty. I'm really, really scared to go to the doctor's appointment today because I'm so scared that I'm going to get bad news. Like I'm definitely going to get bad news today at the doctor's. And then I ask myself, I follow that up with, who told you that? And then I realize, oh shit, it's myself. <laughs> Nobody told me that the appointment's going to go bad today. Nobody told me, hey, yeah, you should be fearful of going to the doctor's today. You're going to get bad news. It's me. I told myself that. And once you realize that it's just your own brain and it's not anyone else and it's not solidified facts, um, I think that helped me out so much just by asking myself multiple times during the day, who told you that? Who told you that? Today is going to be an awful day. Who told you that? 
myself. Yeah. Okay. That is not true. Oh my God. I'm going to do so terrible on my test. Who told you that? Me. Yeah. I cannot recommend this enough. It helps so much significantly. I feel like a lot of people with anxiety can agree with me when you just feel like you don't have control over your thoughts all the time. And they're just very intrusive and invasive. And I think by kind of separating the two. Also, I heard another thing, like if you if you're really anxious about something um, and you have like an anxious thought, don't act upon it, if that makes sense. Like, for example, if I'm really stressed out about a text that I would get, like I'm so stressed out to see if maybe maybe I'm waiting on a text from like my boyfriend, like him and I are in a fight or something. I'm really anxious. and I'm like waiting for a text back. And if I have that mental thought, of like, oh my God, he's definitely like so pissed off at me. Like he probably already sent me a text and he's so pissed or whatever. And then I pick up my phone and check. It's like, it's like validating that in my brain. I don't know if that was a great example, but I basically mean is don't act upon your stressors a lot of the time, like physically don't act upon them because that gives your brain and your thoughts so much more power. So I'm, I've been working on that. Definitely trying to like restrict myself from acting upon a lot of my fears and a lot of my stressors. Um, but a lot of you guys have actually sent me in <laughs> things that have helped you to get out of a rut. Cause I asked you all on Instagram a few weeks ago, um, because I thought I was gonna be filming it back then, but I did not clearly have been going through a rut for a while, but I'm glad I waited on this video topic because, um, I, I got to actually go through it and working through the process of getting out of it. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now, a lot better, I think. Um, I still have a ways to go, but definitely getting there. Um, but I asked you all, what is something that helps you get out of a rut? Someone said, I let myself feel it fully first and then I give myself time to relax. I think that's so important by actually going through it, living through it. I think if I didn't allow myself to truly feel what I felt, I probably wouldn't have worked through so many of my problems. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like I was so, so mad. (laughs) I don't know why it took me so long to say that word. I was so mad at myself for hating myself at the time, like that whole situation, like me watching my old videos. And then when I actually got to like live through that emotion, I kind of cried it out to myself and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Nicole, for being so mean to you. Let myself really feel it. I felt so much better afterwards because it was a true realization. I think if I ignored that, I maybe would have never had that realization, to be honest. Um, someone said, ironically, watch old videos. That's funny. Uh, someone said reading a self-help book has helped me. I'm reading You Are Badass by Jen Sincero. I love that book. I never finished it. I'm pretty close to finishing it though. I think I'm just going to entirely reread it to be honest. Uh, you Are Badass is a great book. I feel like everyone should read it. It's You can find it literally at any airport, although you probably should not be in an airport. Um, but yeah, very great book. I really, really like it. Um, listen to my favorite playlist or go to the park alone and read. I think that's a really cute idea. I need to start doing things alone again. I have not done really anything alone except I've been going on drives lately, but not like drives with no destination, more so just longer drives to have to do errands and stuff. And listening to music, God, that's been so helpful. There's something about screaming your favorite songs in the car. It's just not the same as it is in the shower. Not at all. Um, somebody said, I dress myself up, make myself look cute and confident every day and make to-do lists. I think that's very, very helpful, honestly. Someone else said, go deeper and figure out why. 
you're in a rut. And I think that's very true. Like going in deeper, figuring out what is the root problem or else I feel like it would come back. (laughs) Someone else said, rearrange my room. Hell yeah. Rearranging your area and your space is so helpful. Honestly, I haven't really done it since I moved back to my home. I moved my desk around kind of semi-recently and that's been good, but I'm really excited to get a whole new apartment. Whoa, did I just burp on the podcast? I never meant to do that. Sorry. I never thought that this day would come, but I don't even think I'm going to edit it out. I feel like that's just like a very monumental moment. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I'm very excited to get my new apartment at um, in Philly and I can rearrange my room as many times as I want. Very excited about that. Um, someone else said deep breaths, get outdoors, talk to a loved slash trust, trusted one. I agree. I think me talking to my very close friends and family have helped validate my feelings, have helped me, made me feel more important in what I was saying. I definitely agree with that. Um, someone else said, well, I try to change one thing in my daily routine, whether that's food slash content slash activity. Sounds simple, but it can make a big difference in how you go about your day and view things. 100%. Like I said, setting a daily routine for yourself, and especially if you have to stick to a strict one, changing that like one thing, it's so, it makes life exciting, honestly. And I'm just very excited to be in a more structured, timely routine, especially with like my last semester of school and stuff. And where I can add things to my routine that I really appreciate. Like this, this morning, I know that this seems kind of like not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to me. I like woke up, took all my vitamins that I need to take. I take a lot of vitamins in the morning, like a lot. And, um, I don't know. It felt good that I, today I actually like did it. Like I woke up and I was like, I'm going to take all my vitamins today. And to be honest, I feel better now. Like some of it is like B12 and that gives you more energy. And I feel like awesome to be honest. Um, my friend Jake said, sometimes I'll like to pretend that I am the Pope. To be honest. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with that. He's a, He seems like a, well, I don't know what kind of man he is. I don't really know him whatsoever. (laughs) Someone said, I wash my bed sheets. I play the ukulele. I blast music. Yeah. Anything that makes you happy. However, washing bed sheets, brand new. I wash my bed sheets every two weeks and every single time I feel like a brand new woman. It's like a reset to life. (laughs) Someone said, I watch a Nicole Raffi video. That's so kind. Uh, Someone else said, I go on a nature walk. I would love to go on a hike before I go back to Philly because God, that that place does not have enough (laughs) greenery or places to hike, but I think it'll be awesome. My, one of my roommates will have a car this semester and we can start driving places together, which I'm very excited about. Um, someone else said that they journal and take a nice hot shower, go to bed early and wake up early the next day. I think that would work, especially if you're feeling like you're in a rut just in one day, like just a one day rut. I think it's good to just have a little early reset, just go to bed a little bit earlier. (laughs) And, um, someone else said, taking care of something else helps me focus taking care of myself as well. Like an example is a plant. I agree. I think that I would love to have a cat right now. I have a cat currently. Don't get me wrong. I love him dearly, but he is very old. He's I think 17 now. He doesn't want anything. He he doesn't even want to be taken care of. He just wants food and he just wants to sit around us, which is awesome. But I kind of want 
like a kitten to take care of from the very start. I want it to shit on everything and me to be like, that's not okay. And then to me, just raise it to be this good cat and everything. My cat's awesome, but he's an elder. He doesn't need to be cared for really anymore. He just needs kind of like love and food and to leave him alone. And that's his form of what he needs. Um, however, I feel like a lot of things need a lot more care. Like for example, plant or like a puppy. I'm trying to convince my mom though to get like a kitten or a puppy so that she can take care of something and feel very refreshed. We'll see how that goes. But uh, only if my cat would handle it well. I would not ever get another animal if my cat was not okay with it. That is definitely not okay. But regardless, those are some awesome tips of how to get out of a rut. And I think I'm going to use a lot of them. I think I'm going to scroll through the list that you guys all sent me a few weeks ago and actually take into consideration a lot of those things. I think I want to journal a lot more and write down my priorities because while a lot of people have been self-discovering during the quarantine and have been, you know, I feel like reinventing themselves and either getting super into shape or, you know, picking up a new hobby, I feel like I have not done those things. I've just kind of like been progressing on what I've already been doing. And I think it's time to slow down for myself these next few weeks and slow down in the sense like I still want to be making videos in this podcast, but um, slowing down and realizing what is really important in my, in my life and priority of my family and party of myself because I don't think I've been doing that. And that is how I'm going to get out of a rut. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I'm sorry I was MIA, but at the same time, I'm not very sorry because I really, really needed it. And you should never apologize for needing rest or break. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy this podcast. And of course, I'm going to be reading one rating and review that you guys have left me. If you want to leave a rating and review, just go onto the Apple Podcasts app. And on there, I read every single week at least one rating and review. So if you want to be in the next one, just make sure to leave one. Yeah. Um, all right, let's read this one. I did not read this one yet. Um, somebody said quite literally my fave after exhausting all of her YouTube videos. I quickly made my way through every podcast episode of hers twice. Holy shit. Twice. Oh my God. Nicole's voice has become my favorite sound to listen to. I can't tell if she encapsulates the girl I want to become, the girl I want to be friends with, or the girl I want to marry. Overall, her sardonic humor. Wow, what's that? Sardonic humor and esoteric music taste has kept me coming back every week looking for the next episode. Please drop one soon. I'm starting to lose it. Keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. That's so sweet. Thank you so much, Swag Yolo Dollar Bill. That's so kind. Um, that made my day. But yeah thank you so much for sticking around. Um, and thanks for sticking around after me being at MIA for two weeks. And thank you so much again for 200,000 subscribers. I'm hoping by next episode, I will have a proper intro and outro song. I kind of want to do that. I want to incorporate that and sound effects. How do you guys feel about that? Um, <laughs> I have an idea of what I want to do. So thank you so much guys. Again, have a great ass week and, uh, hope you guys get out of a rut if you are in one. Bye.